podcast episode number 22 22 i think yeah yeah because the last one was 21 obviously but 20 yeah it is 22 welcome back i hope everyone's having a good day evening night morning whenever you're listening to this uh it is getting warmer out that means seasonal depression is dying and the flowers are growing how are you Good. I had a nice walk on the beach today, a mile and a half. Uh, it's nice and warm in Florida. So, uh, nice day. Nice day. Yeah, it's a nice day here as well. Haven't been outside yet. Um, for those who are wondering, it's not also nighttime. It's only, what, almost one. So, I still have time to get outside. I'm not a um, cave dweller yet. Uh, today's podcast is going to be a conglomeration of things that have been happening in the past two weeks. Um, some of this is going to be a couple days old because we only do this once every two weeks, but there's still a bunch of stuff to talk about. And, uh, yeah, so we're just going to sort of bounce around and talk about various things. The first thing I wanted to bring up was, um, the guy who self-immolated in front of the Supreme Court uh, last week. I think it was a week ago. Explain to the audience what self-emulating means. So self-immolation, I-M-M-O-L-A-T-I-O-N, I-M-M-O-L-A-T-I-O-N, yeah. Um, it's when you set yourself on fire. So this 50-year-old man, from somewhere in the U.S. Uh, Oh, Colorado, man. He set himself on fire in front of the Supreme Court uh, on Earth Day, which was a week ago today. Um, No, not a week ago today. It was on Friday. Friday, the um, Earth Day, whatever the hell that is. Friday, the 23rd, 24th of April. Um. But he set himself on fire in protest uh, to bring attention to climate change. Uh, You and I have spoken about climate change on multiple fronts and the fact that our government is not doing a great job on it. The thing with this whole self-immolation that's so... It's simultaneously very important to discuss and to be aware of and also deeply problematic. Because the last time someone did this, and I don't forgive me for forgetting his name, Uh, a Buddhist did this during the Vietnam War. He did this because there wasn't a lot of talk and there wasn't a lot of coverage on the war and he self-immolated and there's famous pictures of him doing this and he, mind you, when you, for those who don't understand, self-immolation is you die, like you set yourself on fire to die. It's not like he set himself on fire and then recovered. He died. Um, this guy who did it last Friday, as well as the one during Vietnam War. The point was to raise awareness and coverage for the war. And sure enough, the guy who did it for the Vietnam War did bring awareness. And it caused a lot of coverage, and it caused a lot of um, talk, and a lot of people to discuss it, and it created movements against war. This guy, on Friday of last week, He did it for climate change. Now, mind you also, he was also a Buddhist, I believe. 
Um, he was, yeah, he was a, he identified as a Buddhist who set himself on fire after the apparent imitation of Vietnamese monks who burned themselves to death in protest during the Vietnam War. Right. Um, so I find that, first of all, extraordinarily, uh, the amount of bravery it takes to do that, not in the sense of bravery, in the sense of like, oh, he did something good, but bravery in the sense of, I guess the wrong term is bravery, but there, it takes a lot of, I don't know the right term. Stupidity. No, no, it's not stupidity. Stupidity. It's not stupidity at all because we we send God knows how many millions of people to fight meaningless wars across the country. And we call that bravery. So absolute horseshit that that's stupidity. He's raising awareness in what his practice and what he believes to be the most visceral way possible. I'll so tell you, why, I'll tell you why it's stupidity in a moment when you finish. The, the re, what I'm trying to get at is it takes a lot of whatever it is, self-character, self-drive to, to bring someone to do that. And to say, this is what I feel needs to happen to bring awareness. Um, are there better ways to bring awareness? Yes, 100%. And could there have been better ways to do it that he, that he could have done? Yeah. But it takes a lot for someone to do that, especially in the theatrical way that he did it. Um, am I commending him? I'm not going to try and sit here and go, oh, he did a great job lighting himself on fire and dying. No, I'm like, um, life is sacred in that sense. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and go, yeah, what he did was great. But what I'm saying, what I'm trying to get at is it takes a lot to do something like that. So yeah. Uh, and oh, the one thing that I was trying to say at the beginning, which is the reason this is problematic is because not a lot of people are talking about it. Not a lot of, um, news outlets are covering it. I found I found an article on it, but not a ton of articles, not a ton of news outlets are covering it the same way they covered the Vietnamese one because it's already an issue. We had a scientist chain himself to in front of a bank. We had this guy self-immolate and they don't want to cause unnecessary panic and they don't want to draw the attention. So go ahead. What, what do you have to say about it? Stupidity. And the reason why I say stupidity is one, he's causing air pollution by burning himself. Two, he's burning himself. He's putting air pollution. He's what burning the himself. hell? Well, you burn, drive a car to the mall and you burn more air pollution. What? He's, he's, he's breaking down his body. Plus, the worst thing is, There are a lot of people who are borderline mental out there who are now going to set themselves on fire saying, this is a good thing to do. I'll bring my my mother doesn't like me. My father doesn't like me. Every cause they have, they'll set themselves on fire. Uh, Setting oneself on fire, again, devalues one's life. life. And that is why, uh, you know, the the outlets aren't covering it because they don't want to promote this ghastly thing of doing that. He could just have just have as well have done something else to bring attention to himself, but he had to be a little mentally ill to do it. 
I disagree. I think you're disregarding his practices and his beliefs because if his practices and beliefs are discussed that self-immolation is one of the most honorable forms or one of the most visceral forms to, to act upon human society, and that's what he did, then by all means, it deserves the respect that it does if that's where he was following it from. He didn't just light himself on fire and run into the street and say, look at me. He did it for a purpose. Now, yeah, uh, is that it- purpose highly controversial? Yeah. Is it something everyone should be doing? No. It, do I think you're going to have crazy people lighting themselves on fire for the stupid sakes that you're bringing up? No, I don't think so. I think, I, I think that's I think that's a complete disregard because that's that's like saying, oh, well, we have army people shooting guns. That means everyone's going to start shooting guns at, pe- at other people now. You're, you're, you're making monkey, connections that are not there. Monkey see, monkey do. People who want to bring attention to themselves, who aren't getting attention to themselves again, who are borderline schizo or on drugs, uh, they may set fire to themselves. I can't tell you how many times people, you, re- you would read about fire starting in the house because uh, people were base, basing drugs uh, or set fire to themselves uh, because they were under the influence of drugs. I know, uh, but, this, but this original conversation went from yeah. a man who, who identifies as Buddhist and was trying to raise awareness for climate change into schizophrenics and drug addicts, which had nothing yeah, well, to do I, with the other think, one. Well, I'm, I'm trying to relate that I don't think it has anything to do with his religion because in his religion, even though some people might sacrifice, they may also say every life is worth something. And there are other ways to command attention and, and try to you know, get change done. Uh, I just can't see it. It's just, it would be like you telling me that you're into uh, what's Buddhism and you don't like what's going on. And my grandson's gonna go out and because he has a belief, he's going to set himself on fire. I would immediately call the ambulance, have white men with the jackets come and get you, put you in a jacket, and put you in a place to uh, recover from your mental illness. Unless you were Japanese. If you were Japanese and it was part of your uh, you know, beliefs that if you did something dishonorable, you fall on your sword. So how, but now, now you're just being, I I can't, that, that doesn't make sense at all because, so the Japanese are allowed to have their beliefs, but Buddhists are not allowed to have their beliefs. But it's, it's a whole different thing. The Japanese used to have, uh, if they dishonored uh, their family, they would uh, fall on their sword or if they did something dishonorable they would fall on their sword. They wouldn't fall on their sword to bring attention to themselves because they didn't like what was being done. That's a big difference. You know, uh, I just don't think anybody in their right mind sets themselves on fire and that's where we differ. Well, I, 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 yeah, I agree. I think it's, I think it's just a completely separate mindset because I think it's, I think you're, you're focusing too much on the death side of it and and your your background and beliefs behind the understanding of death is influencing your choice on why they're setting themselves on fire. Because if you believe in reincarnation, then setting yourself on fire has no 
has no visceral background for you. It has visceral background for everyone else. If well, you yeah. believe that your energy is reinstated back into the universe, doesn't matter if you die or not, because you'll come back in a new form. So I like you have to see how strong his beliefs are uh, relative to him being uh, somebody who's out of his freaking mind. Well, but the the assumption should be that he was doing it for his religion, because if he to assume that he was clinically insane off the rip is problematic, because then that means anyone who disagrees with you is arguably clinically insane in terms of that regard. He should be given the benefit of the doubt, and then there should be research and understanding as to whether he was mentally ill or not. Yeah, two um, members is dead, right? Right, yeah. You want to go dig him up and ask him? Uh, uh, yeah, was, <laughs> oh, you can't dig him up because he's burned. That's yeah, awful. Like, all right. Looted the air. All right. Well, you know what? We're, we're changing topics. Next topic. That's good. Um, Elon Musk buying Twitter. Uh, this is a, this is another, like, for me, the immolation thing, I think that's an, a very, very important thing. Aside from the man actually doing the act, the fact that articles are not, uh, I keep saying articles, outlets are not doing anything about it is a significant problem because it should be discussed. Elon Musk's Twitter thing, I think, is a, is a monumental um, chaotic event. And when I say chaos, I mean in a neutral sense. Chaos doesn't have to be negative. Chaos can just be disruption in a neutral sense. And I think Elon buying Twitter is very, very chaotic uh, for multiple reasons. One, it's Elon Musk, and he's a billionaire, and he has no business um, owning social media platforms because it get it it furthers the narrative that people believe which is the rich run the world and to have a billionaire like elon own and manage this company um after everything else he owns and everything else he does it doesn't help that narrative uh and on top of that he's going to be doing a bunch of stuff with twitter so he's apparently loosening up content rules in the name of free speech. Um, he's going to be creating an edit button for people so they can change their tweets. And then he can, he's going to open up Twitter's algorithm to the public, uh, launch a war on bot armies, and scrap advertisements, and then people are questioning whether he's going to reinstate Trump. Uh, the I, I want to just run through some of these. The loosening up of free speech. This is a difficult one because we are now going to run into an issue. Twitter is a company. Twitter's always been a company. It is not a government-stated part of the U.S. democracy. It's a company. It's there to make money, and it's there for profit. People were up in arms when Trump got removed and off Twitter and all this crap. And they're like, oh, freedom of speech, freedom of speech. It's a company. You sign the terms and agreements. In the terms and agreements, it says certain things you can and cannot do and say. And if you go against it, they have the right to terminate your existence on their application or their software. That's the law. That's the rule. You signed an agreement. You signed the contract. 
And too many Trumpers just don't want to hear it because they say it's their freedom of speech being quiet. Bullshit. It's a company. You signed up. Freedom of speech is, is different if I'm speaking it and someone's trying to shut me up physically. But if I'm on someone's platform and they want to shut me off and it's a non-government platform, they can shut me off. That's the law. They can legally do that. There is nothing wrong with that. So Elon fixing to is going to loosen up rules on free speech is concerning. It's deeply concerning because to what extent does that mean? Are we going to have now ISIS and uh, I don't know if ISIS is still a thing, but are we going to have like problematic organizations on Twitter now who are going to freely go on? Or is this freedom of speech specifically only for people in America? So now we're monopolizing a company um, uh, not monopolizing, we are using a company to border America with, with this free speech rule. But then if someone in the UK speaks badly about the president, Elon can then have them removed. So where is the line with this whole free speech thing? Um, that's, that's a big issue. The creating uh, an edit button for your tweets let me just say something about. oh go ahead go ahead okay i i'm getting verbal feedback on that as you said a lot of people who were upset with trump being taken off uh you know um now seem to be happy that they feel that maybe elon will allow you know people like him or say what they want to say uh you know this is a thing that they're happy about, um, but it's a tough, like you said, it's a tough thing with freedom of speech. Can you, can you say something that's going to create a revolution? Can you say something that's gonna cause something like happened like, like happen on January 6th? Can you cause something, uh, you know, where uh, Twitter becomes a communication outlet for um, tactical, uh, attacks on the United States without, you know, um, watching what's being said. Uh, I don't know if this morning it was a joke or I saw that he fired his board of directors. I'm not sure. I, uh, I don't, I don't know. It, I hadn't, I didn't get to keep up with it uh, but, to that degree. But in, in brief, we have now a society where you have billionaires controlling much of the communication outlets you have uh uh you know the former mayor of new york bloomberg you have facebook you have new york post well it's not facebook anymore it's meta meta you have uh the washington <laughs> the washington post and the times that's all, right by bezos yeah all the richest people come on uh uh, controlling our communication and our outlets of speech. And the thing that bothers me is uh, if they are politically directed, not by their riches, but their politics, uh, they can uh, eliminate or construct anything they want on their outlets. You know what I just thought of uh, to, to add to this, which I didn't think of? It may actually be a good thing that Bezos and Zuckerberg and these people 
have these companies because we can now put a face to the name. Prior to that, there was someone in that chair. There was someone in that, in that head that we never knew. We didn't know the head of, of um, Washington Post. We didn't know the head of, of um, Twitter, or I didn't. And no one really cared. And now, now we do care. At the same time, these people have way more money and way more power. So whether we care or not, it can still, it, I think overall it's a bad thing. Because they're billionaires and they have way too much money, way too much power. And absolute power corrupts absolutely. Um, but at the same time, I think there is a small nugget of light or goodness that comes out of this, which is now we have a face to the company. So people who are looking to pay attention and really get involved we can now look and find this person and they're everywhere. So it's, there's more exposure and there's less room for issues or uh, mistakes because they can be held accountable faster. At the same time, they're billionaires. So whether they're held accountable in actuality or not is its own issue. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't use Twitter, but I think there were different rules in Europe for Twitter and what was said on Twitter than in the United States. That's that's across the board. That's that's everything. Facebook, Twitter, that's even streaming platforms. There's yeah. movies and TV shows that are on Netflix in Europe that are on another platform in America because the contracts didn't line up in mm -hmm. the same way. So like Friends may still be on Netflix in the UK, but it's off of Netflix in America. So okay. Go to Similarly, your next, Twitter, Facebook, and all that does similar stuff where there's different rules. Yeah, go to your next point on him. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the next point from the Twitter thing is that he wants to add a edit button to your tweets, which it's such a bad idea. It's such a bad idea. And I, like, look. Facebook's had it. You can edit that. Facebook's had it for years. Instagram recently added it. I think it was like 2017 or 18. Uh, no, I think it was 18 or 19. They added, you can edit your captions. Twitter has been the last one to allow you to edit. I am not a fan of being able to edit tweets because people can say something edit it and then go look this is what i said now granted if you do enough research and you have some sort of tech and you know your way around the internet you can probably find the original one um but well, you nonetheless can, you know, if you're concerned about that because it is something to be concerned about i agree with you start your own blog or start your own podcast and then you're in control of it what you say yeah no i i 100%. I just, being able to change, there's a lot of people who were held accountable via Twitter and what they said, one of them being Trump, and the fact that you can now edit is an issue. Um, at the same time, is it a monumental issue? No, because every other social media platform allows you to edit. So it doesn't, it's not like crazy, crazy new and, and effective, but nonetheless, still an issue. Uh, the next one was that he's opening up the Twitter's algorithm. Um, that one I think is actually pretty neat 
which is he wants to make the company's algorithm and how, why they push certain content to you and other people transparent. And I think that's wonderful because I, I'm an advocacy for media transparency. So I, I think that's great. Whether he I, actually does that or not, yeah, we'll see. Because there's a I, lot of a lot of promises and not a lot of action. Yeah. You see, when I when I think of him, he's either a genius or a borderline skits or an alien from outer space. But I think um, I'm being facetious, but I think he's a genius. But I think his five-year plan with uh, Twitter is to have a toy and in five years uh, put it on the stock market. Yeah, uh, that's, that's, not a bad, um, that's not a bad projection at all. <laughs> uh, he does not seem like the type to really uh, that or he'll step down. And just be sort of second in command while he lets someone else run it, but he still makes the money. Um, the next part was he wants to la launch a war on bot armies. So that one's, again, fine. And then the next one was scrapping advertisements. Bot, ar bot armies. It's he, What he's trying to do is create, like, the war on drugs and the war on this. He wants to, like, create a us versus them bullshit. We get it, great, he wants to look good. Whether he actually does it or not, I don't know. Um, but social media consistently has a bot issue, robots. Um, people have algorithms and softwares that create fake accounts by certain number, and then they can do things for you, like share, comment, follow, and do things. And people do this on all forms of social media to make themselves look better. They will pay someone hundred dollars for fifty thousand fake robots to follow them and it'll take pictures from the internet and it'll make it look kind of real so he wants to remove bots i think that's fine i got nothing really bad to say about that it's just spam accounts and bullcrap and it will just bring everyone lower so that people who think they have fifty thousand followers actually only have two thousand or 25,000. So I think that's fine. Uh, scrapping advertisements. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Less advertisements, the better. I hate advertisements. Um, he doesn't need to have advertisements because he can afford to uh, support his own, you know, viewpoints in his own uh, Twitter. Well, but, you know, I, it's, we're in an age of advertisements that are getting worse and worse. Like recently, Microsoft um, came out with two types of advertisements that they're testing because they may want to implement it on your computer. Like you buy a computer, you turn it on in your settings bar. When you open it up, they want to put pop-up ads. Hmm. Not even on the internet. Simply just like when you're going through your files or your settings not even on Google, on your Microsoft computer. They want to put advertisements in there, like a bar of rolling advertisements. Um, and then recently also, I saw something about how they, companies like Microsoft are testing that they want to put advertisements in video games, a bar, a rolling bar at the bottom of advertisements. If that happens, the day that happens, I stop playing video games. 
I will stop playing video games because that is truly awful. How the f- that's like that's like trying to watch a movie and having a rolling set of ads at the bottom, like yeah. it, like it's a news piece. Bull crap. Yeah, it happens like on a lot of sports shows. You see it on the bottom scores and uh, you know uh, other things underneath. It's terrible. It's, it's awful, and it's just it's sleazy and it's garbage and it's simply just a grab for money that's it there it has no other purpose no one and mind you everyone who you who's i think in today's society especially with after everything that's happened advertisements like those should be dying out because no one is actively from my knowledge buying from those ads People know how to use the internet. They know how to search. We know all the websites where we want things. No one needs the advertisements for that company. Yeah, it's like TikTok. Every time uh, you want something, an ad comes on. Yeah. Well, no, it's like every whatever, 50 scrolls, there's an advertisement comes up. For you, an advertisement comes up because you don't have the app. If I send you like a, a TikTok, there'll be an advertisement afterwards because you're looking from the website. You're going from like a Google's perspective. Mm-hmm. Well, like he said, I think in an interview, money is uh, not why he bought the company. So if he gets rid of the advertisements, that would be great. I agree. I agree. Okay. Um, All right. Blazing. We, yeah, we're going we're gonna to blaze through the next one. The, the next one that I wanted to talk about, um, which this one, I don't know why I wrote this one down. I think this one was just something that was stirring in me a bit, uh, or it might've been off of an article I read and it queued up this concept. Um, oh no, it, it had to do with the climate stuff that's been going on because of the self-immolation guy, because of the guy who chained himself to the bank. Uh, and it has to do with the fact that the U.S. claims that they can't, or they're struggling to afford um, proper actions towards climate change. And then that spurred my annoyance towards the government when it, whenever it doesn't, but that they can't afford properly actions towards climate change. They can't afford proper actions towards healthcare, proper actions towards education and all sorts of issues. Uh, And it was just a small piece that I wanted to bring up and we don't even have to discuss it super deeply, but it's the fact that I told you about this, which was the, you know, the U.S. military budget sits somewhere around 700 to, I think it's like $780 billion per year. Um, every single year, almost three quarters of a trillion dollars. That is a, uh, what, it, what we say that was a thousand millions mm-hmm. um, is allocated towards military spending. Roughly 20 billion could end homelessness in America. Uh, uh, Not indefinitely, but could end homelessness for a certain amount of years. 20 billion, 770 billion goes to budgeting for our military. And 20 billion of that could be allocated and remove homelessness completely. 10 billion, roughly, give or take, could bring clean water to all of America. 
Okay, so let me intercede here. Uh, I like one of Trump's ideas, and I'm not a Trumpite, was to keep ourselves strong. I really like uh, his military objectives, keeping our country strong. I like that we built up our arsenals, even though we fell behind. Uh, I don't mind the money being spent. I do mind, I do mind uh, when we, the government uh, looks at other things and doesn't spend on our problems here. We have a problem in the Ukraine. We don't want to go over there and start a World War III, but he's sending $33 billion of $50 billion to the Ukraine so that Russia doesn't overrun them. So uh, I'm glad he's doing it. But in retrospect to what you, you have said, there's a, we've ha we have a lot of money. It's just government doesn't spend money wisely. Uh, it's not just on the military. We're spending money in Ukraine to prevent the spread of, uh, you know, Russia through Europe. And uh, we have to de devise a way to spend money properly because our dollar isn't, is, isn't worth much with the inflation going on. Um, soon it's going to be worth paper. And that's a sad thing. So, yeah, the $50 billion is more than we spent, I think, in two years uh, in Afghanistan. And if we took this money, I think, I'm not sure, but if we took this money, we could get rid of homelessness. But again, if we didn't put our money into the armed forces, and I get your point, and protect our neighbors abroad, uh, if, we had, if we were weak defense-wise, um, we wouldn't have to worry about the homeless because we'd be weak and subject to attack. I understand. I understand we have to we have to respect the fact that there are other countries and that just because we decide to thrive doesn't mean that they won't attack us, especially given that we have been the aggressors for so many years. We have a lot of enemies and we have a lot of people that want to attack us. So we can't just let our armies go weak. Sure. But almost eight hundred billion dollars, 20 billion. So just for reference. Um, agree with you. No, no, I know, I know, but I'm I'm using a reference just for you and for the podcast. You know those aircraft carriers that are in the ocean. We see them in movies all the time. They hold jets and stuff. People land jets on them. They're really long boats. Yeah. There are 24 of them in the world. America owns 11 of them. Good. In the entire world, every. Yeah country in the world america owns nearly half of them one of them 20 billion dollars one yeah. of them removes yeah. homelessness and we have the great yeah but we also have protection on the seas on the west remember how no i understand but what i'm my point is 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 one is one ship really gonna make or break our but our military is that is that one ship really what's holding up our country, because if that one ship is what's holding up our country, then we really need to understand where the money's going.
because yeah, if that know. one ship is the difference of us winning and losing every fight, then why are we not putting more money into the ships? Why are yeah. we giving hundreds yeah. of billions of dollars to the to the ground forces and and the people in the country and the people outside well, of the country? That's a good question. I mean, my next door neighbor was, uh, you know, he's in his sixties now, retired, but he was a submarine diver, and he said we have submarines out there that are can cannot nobody can compare to our submarines. So I would rather put the money into submarines and the ships if if we need more and have somebody uh in our budget that knows what to do with the money you know you know there was an old joke why buy a toilet for seven thousand dollars or uh you know why spend uh twenty twenty thousand dollars on first class uh trip to uh hawaii when you could take a regular a regular plane and uh there's many ways the government can save money. When the government is involved with spending, they screw everything up. You know, whether it's making a special, like they're supposed to have a special group now to investigate whether or not uh, the um, the uh, shots that we got were really uh, protective, or, or were they made out of water? You know, uh, you know. Uh, I mean, so- I. I'm just Look, we waste we waste money. We, so. we 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 do waste money. And I think part of the reason we waste money also is because uh and this harks back to I don't know if this was the recent podcast that we discussed, but one of the more recent ones, um, that we have too many politicians that are too old and we need them to be younger. And I think too many of these old guys are too removed from situations. But that's my point. They're they're too be they're being lobbied. And they're too removed from situations and they need to be removed so that we can have younger people who take action towards things that I personally think matter more. Right. I know they're getting paid. Right. I know. So, but anyways, that was, that wasn't, um, doesn't have to be a crazy long topic. That was just something that I've been with the climate change stuff. It is deeply annoying as someone who's still young and getting into the world and doesn't have years of experience to be an expert and say and do things um there are still things i know i can do but not a ton um but it's annoying because i know that there are tons of these elderly people in power who have no concept and they don't care because they're like meh i'm gonna be dead in 10 years it doesn't matter i'm gonna line the pockets of my family and that's what they do and meanwhile the rest of us are are dying and trying to live a life you think a whole bunch of young people in protest will go burn themselves? Next topic. Next <laughs> fucking topic. Um, this this one was actually something I just wanted to toss in quickly and briefly. I said that the past two, but this one was actually a quick and brief thing. Um, for anyone who likes natural phenomenons and scientific stuff, um, on April 20th, was it April 20th? No, on April 24th, Earth Day. Or was that was that actually Earth Day? Hold on, now I have to check. I don't know. No, Earth Day was the 22nd. So let me refrain from saying Earth Day from the self-immolation guy. The guy who, who lit himself on fire, he did that 
on Friday, Earth Day, the 22nd. The 24th is when that article, article was written. This thing I'm talking about now occurred on Sunday, April 24th. It was a planetary alignment of five planets. Five planets were in the sky, present next to each other in almost a straight line. Almost, not fucking, depending on where you are, um, but lined up. And I just wanted to bring it up and thought it was really cool to discuss because I think we talk about a lot of things and it, sometimes it doesn't always have to be politics or um, music reviews. It can be something just like planetary alignments. And mm -hmm. it was, you could have seen it at, I think it was five in the morning. It was Jupiter, Mars, Saturn, Venus, uh, and where the hell's the last one? I guess it doesn't say that. Uh, oh, the moon, Saturn, Mars, Venus, yeah. Jupiter. That's what it is. For all you young kids out, the moon is not a planet. Okay. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks. But yeah. it's the fact yeah. that they like could line up. Um, yeah. Disregarding the moon, it was the four planets that lined up. And then if you got it at the right angle, you could get the moon there. So it would look pretty cool. Now, yeah. this, this occurrence is not super super rare it's not like a an eclipse or anything like that it happened back in 2020 2016 and then before that was 2009 so they're 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 not common in that it's an every year a yearly thing but they're also not super rare it's not like a comet that comes every 250 years so you know um just thought it was cool i you know i'm i like space and i thought it would be cool to let anyone know even though it already happened um to inspire anyone to look up any uh astrological events that may be occurring in the future because i do also like um shooting star watching i went with my girlfriend to vermont whatever it was two years ago and we were sitting on the car and we watched a shooting star go by and it was crazy bright it was beautiful wonderful wonderful experience mm -hmm. and i'd never seen them that bright and shall i say close so yeah. highly recommend for anyone who's looking yeah i'm, uh, I'm not going to be around when this happens uh i'll probably be uh in ashes but i think that uh we're going to see one of these ultra billionaires uh get into space and claim a planet as theirs oh great beautiful please do go on the planet claim it yours start your civilization and let all your followers go over there let us live here and chill out and let us start putting nature back into things because i do not want to live on a concrete jungle thank you by all means just wanted to throw that out there yeah i can't wait Elon's going to go to Mars and he's going to peel off his skin suit and he's going to go, my lizard people, and they're all going to come out of the dirt and he's going to be like, I have finally returned. Mm -hmm. And he's going to have hybrid human lizard families and it's going to be great. Mm -hmm. So let me Agreed. see, before we get to our next topic, in the Johnny Depp trial, they said- Oh, we're going to get to that. We're going to okay. get to that. I, before I've got- we get before I've got one thing, and uh, I've got a, one more brief little thing about plants, and then uh, okay. we're talking about Johnny Depp. Okay. 
You, so you want to hear the plants thing first? I just wanted to make a comment about Elon Musk. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. You know, the man has values, you know. I mean, according to the Johnny Depp trial, whether it's true or false, he he's married. The guy has six kids. I don't know how many times he's been married or he's single or whatever. He put up a, supposedly put up a hundred thousand dollars for Amber Heard to pay uh, off the money she had to pay off. Now, that's a lot of money to try to get into somebody's pants. Look, when you're a billionaire, that's pocket change. That's right. That's right. Okay, next topic, plants. Next topic is is even shorter than the planetary one, and it's simply that NASA says these plants called snake plants are so good at producing oxygen that you can survive in an airlocked room with six to eight of them. Um, they're ugly. And they're, well, I don't think they're ugly, but I don't think they're pretty. Um, NASA recommends 15 to 18 medium to large plants for an 1800 square foot home for optimum air quality. Uh, that's, that's just about it. So if you're looking for a plant or you want to, you genuinely care about air quality more like let's say you live in new york and you really don't like to open your windows much get some snake plants they apparently they are very very good at producing oxygen um, and i just i find that interesting as a natural path and a natural like a natural path to oxygen and and producing that type of stuff i think it's great i think it's a really cool concept um now that you said that I'm interested in the concept and guaranteed if I go to, to the plant store, the price of, of the plants, snake plants, probably tripled. Well, but that's fine. You only need one because then can't you propagate it and spread it? I don't propagate anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Spreading and look, not in my vocabulary anymore. Look, look, next topic. <laughs> <laughs> Last topic of the uh, this episode is the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp thing. I saved this for last because I didn't want to spend the whole, I specifically wanted to have us, force us to cap it because I know we could spend the entire episode talking about this case. Um, it is extraordinary. It really, truly is. Uh, first and foremost, Amber Heard is 1 million percent in the wrong. Um, there's no question about it. She has proven herself by her own evidence that she has presented, let alone what Johnny Depp's presented, that she's in the wrong. Does that make him perfect? No. But she's wrong. And if she doesn't lose this case, I will truly understand that the court system is right. Truly. Because, and mind you, I haven't, I've been trying to pay attention to it a lot. Um, I haven't been watching it every single day. Like I know you've been watching it every single day. I've been reading articles on it. I've been seeing clips from it. And I've watched, I've watched some of it but i haven't watched it through like you have with that being said 
I enjoy watching it because I like to uh, watch the legal aspect. I like to watch the, um, the lawyers and I like to uh, watch the people who go on the stand. But what I like most of all, because that's all we've seen is Johnny Depp. I like the fact he's all cleaned up. He doesn't look like the drug addict or the drunk that I saw on television when he was collecting an award a few years ago. And I love Johnny Depp as an actor, so I'm glad for at least the trial he seems to be clear, cleared up, cleaned up. But as I'm watching Johnny Depp talk, it's beautiful. He's doing different characters. He, a little bit of Marlon Brando in him. Uh, the way he looks down. Uh, there are a, a few different characters that he has done in the past that uh, are coming through on the trial, the way he speaks slowly and beautifully. And uh, uh, one of his favorite uh, people, uh, I forgot what his starts with an H, uh, that he reads as you know, one of his favorite writers. He's emulating him. Uh, I should have written it down, but well, I, I don't. I don't think he's emulating any of them in the court case. I think if, no, because it, it, the way he uh, projects himself. But that's is, the thing. I don't think he's actively doing that. I think you may be seeing that in him because he's an actor, but he's not actively sitting in the court case going. I think I'll do Marlon Brando when they no, call no, me up no, next. No. No, I see it as an influence in the way he's. Oh, speaking. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, he's not like a psychopath going, you know what? I think I'm going to answer this question in a Marlon Brando concept. And then this next one's going to go in a James Franco one. <laughs> yeah. But again, uh, she hasn't been on the stand yet. Uh, uh, no, I think she started going on the stand a couple days ago. Oh, I didn't see it. I think. I thought it was this Monday, but I'm not sure. Oh, I may be wrong. I may be wrong. It might be this I Monday, be, yeah. I may be wrong, too, because I didn't watch it the last couple of days. Well, I actually, just... it'll be this Monday, which is when this podcast comes out. So if you're listening to this on Monday, you can check if Amber Heard is on the stand. But uh, the uh, Curry, who is either a psychologist or psychiatrist, said she has a dual personality in the sense the way she conducts herself. But uh, don't be surprised if uh, he doesn't win, if it's a hung jury, because uh, there could be a lot of religious people on the jury that... But that's my point. That's my point, though, is if he doesn't win, in my opinion, this is a proven fact for me that the court system needs to be reworked and that it is broken. Because to me... I see this case unanimously in his part. That's uh, you see it. It's your right. view. No, I know. And I, of course, my, my subjective view is different than other people's. You may have very religious people that because he did drugs and because he was drunk a couple of times, not a couple of times, he was drunk a lot. Um, because he did these things that didn't directly affect Amber Heard, but because it says something about his character they make improper subjective judgments that they're not supposed to do and that is wrong and yeah. thus call him guilty. So yeah, yeah I get it. In yeah. my subjective opinion, 
he is innocent to this court case, to this court case, and what's going on here. Yes, he's yes, he did drugs. Yes, he was drunk. Do I think he actually ever hit her that she claims? No, I really, really don't. Um, there's too much evidence that shows that she was lying about everything. Um, okay, you're not married. Let me give you a little history of being married. And I was married for almost 41 years to a wonderful woman until she passed away. One of the worst things that can happen when you're in a disagreement doesn't have to be a major argument, but a disagreement is when one person shuts down, walks away, or doesn't respond to another person's, uh, you know, not confusion, but another person's uh, annoyance. Because that person gets frustrated. And a lot of times when a person's frustrated, it escalates the argument. And if she did hit him, if she did throw things at him, uh, that's terrible. But she did, it was proven. It was able to frustrate her in such a manner because he knew how to trigger her. Uh, I haven't heard anybody say he triggered her, but it's there is a possibility. And if there are people you know, on the 12 angry men jury could be uh, 12 angry, you know, partly angry women who are influenced by Jesus and are influenced by religion. And like we said, somebody on drugs and they'll just, it'll be a hung jury. Nothing will be accomplished. And I just keep saying to myself, based on what you have said about money being spent, if this, they've spent 700, Johnny Depp supposedly spent $710 an hour spends on his accountant, okay? So he, his accountant said he wasn't paid to come to court, but he does get $710 an hour to do Johnny Depp's work. Now, can you imagine there were, I saw four, four attorneys on each side Oh, they got to be got to be paid two thousand dollars or more an hour. They're there for days and weeks. Can you imagine if that money was spent on something more important than this trial? I know he's trying to uh, get. I agree. Work. No, I agree that the the money could be spent in a better way. At the same time, Amber Heard absolutely killed his career. Correct. He said in court he will never work with Disney again, and rightfully so. Because Disney has, is consistently in the past year to two years, specifically in the past two years, has done consistently more and more problematic stuff. Um, one of the more recent ones is the, the whole issue with DeSantis and the gay and how they support gay, but they told the lobbyists that they don't support gays. And then they came out with supporting gays and DeSantis took shit away from them. Bullshit, whatever stuff. Disney's playing both sides of the hand. Disney fired, Disney fired Johnny Depp like two days after Amber Heard's op-ed without any grounds of proof, purely yeah. because of image. And instead yeah. of standing by him and taking the blows, they wanted to save their own skin. And yeah. they had no proof. They had zero proof. 
But because Amber Heard said it, and because it was the the Me Too movement um, was sort of still in in turn in swing, they dropped them for yeah, no actual proof. Yeah, you're guilty until proven innocent. Um, but but the problem is is that's that's hundreds of millions of dollars that he lost yes, because yes. pirates pirates six or whatever that that's coming out without him that he probably would have been paid somewhere between 50 to 100 million dollars for that film alone let alone the two to three to four other films that he would have done or might have done on top of the sponsorships and the deals and the brand deals and everything he would have done in conjunction with these films so Mm -hmm. he lost possibly hundreds of millions of dollars if not a hundred million dollars so you know what peter we have so many different platforms now with netflix uh, amazon apple uh, all these different apps coming out uh, paramount plus yeah uh, and there's gonna be so many more that are gonna be offering jobs to actors you know uh well, what's going to ha- what's going to happen is they're going to mesh together. You're going to see like Peacock and Paramount pair okay. together and say, "Here, get both our packs for eight ninety nine. Or like Disney, Disney has Disney Plus and Hulu. You can get for both for like fifteen ninety nine. Yes, yeah, uh, so I don't see somebody like him that is no longer, uh, let's say, available because um, his reputation was uh, screwed over. They'll have him do a movie or a series, but again, if, if but that's that's still that, his image. Like that's still who he is, and he even said it in court. You know, he said, "I have to live with that the rest of my life, even it, regardless of if I win or lose. She still won because I have to. I, meaning him, have to bear this burden, and people are still going to think that I was wrong, whether I I could win unanimously." And I, I will still be wrong in some people's eyes. And that I have to carry the rest of my life. Yeah, I'm not agree. quoting directly, but that's yeah. what he was saying. Yeah, forget about this, uh, this trial. If somebody asked me, what do I think of Johnny Depp before the trial? I would have said one of our great actors of all time, one of our great personalities of all time, uh, an alcoholic and drug addict. And uh, I didn't need the trial to tell me because when they asked him the question about, coke, you know, Coke and, uh, you know, uh, drinking and all that stuff, it's, that's what he did. So when you make a picture, when a company makes a picture uh, and you come late to the picture, if that's the truth or you're under the influence of something, they have to insure the picture more and more until they say it's too expensive. Right. I, I understand. I just, for me, this case is, is would, so, it yeah, feels very, very one-sided because there's so many, there's so many memes and shit that going, that's going on. The Amber Heard's lawyers, favorite words are hearsay, objection, hearsay, objection, hearsay. Um, Amber Heard perjuring herself multiple times in the case and she's not even on the stand yet. Um, yeah. her lawyers are were trying to dissect the psychologist that diagnosed Amber Heard with BPD, and um, she has bipolar disorder, and then she has um, 
I was gonna say hysterectomy. That's not what that word is. Um, oh, no, no. That's not what that word is. Um, oh, no. I forget what the what the word is. Um, it's it, she has two two very specific things: bipolar disorder and something else. Um, Hysterical. Uh, something. It it's like yeah, it's like a hysterical something, right? Um, and it's an actual thing. It's not like they're just calling her like, oh, uh, hysteric something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, it's something along the line, those, those lines. But her lawyers are like, you didn't diagnose her. You just listed the symptoms. I'm like, that's what? You, they're like, they're trying to like di- pull it apart and make it seem like something else. And they're not even doing it in a like in a professional way. They're not doing it in a way that actually feels like they're winning. They just consistently keep shooting themselves in the foot and then reloading and shooting the same hole in their foot. Um, my favorite is when the lawyer objected to the question that he asked. He's so trained to say objection hearsay that he yeah. asked a question and then the guy didn't even get halfway through a sentence. He goes, objection. And the judge was like, you asked the question. And he went, oh, uh, yeah, sorry. But like, yeah, yeah. You're a multi million dollar actress and you got a, these lawyers. These are your lawyers. They can't even, like, and every, I, I remember watching a video on TikTok specifically of that moment where he objects to himself. And everyone in the comments is like, this man's career is over. No one's going to hire him after this. And I agree. I don't think anyone's going to hire him. It's televised. It is televised that you did something that stupid. Now, at the same time, I'm sitting here on a computer in a basement with no law degree. So the stress and the tension and the information to know behind it is immense. And I can't get to that qualification for the rest of my life because I'm not going to be a lawyer. Mm -hmm. But still, dumb, massively, massively dumb. Um, yeah, we, we, and then on top of that, like them not letting the doctor speak, they ask a question and then the doctor tries to answer. They cut her off and she goes, can I finish? Cause you asked the question and they go, no, like they're just so many, so many, so many issues on top of the facts that are Amber Heard caught on recording saying, go ahead, Johnny, tell them that you're a victim. No one's going to believe you. She that you're perjures a herself on recording. Like it's, ama- it's amazing that both of them record their arguments. So. But well, they record their arguments. But here's the difference, though. Amber was recording, and from my subjective perspective, it seems like she's recording specifically to create evidence for an argument that she was forming, versus Johnny was recording for his protection. That's the, like, she seems like she was forming an argument before mm-hmm. there was even something to argue about because she was planning this versus, and that's why when you look at her recordings, none of it actually has any grounds. She presented evidence of him doing stuff and it was just like paparazzi photos and then a video of her recording him kicking a cabinet and then somehow connecting that to her face and a bruise that she came up with, but then in a day that bruise disappeared. Um, and then, yeah, I just, and she also had the celebrities that supported her 
half of the celebrities that supported her are the ones that she cheated on Johnny Depp with. James Franco, Elon Musk, <laughs> like you, you can't you you can't make it up. You really can't make it up. She it, it just it truly feels like she didn't plan to it just feels like she planned to fail. That's what this feels like. Uh, it's so it's stupid. Not going to be over. She may have, uh, does, she, does she have a counter suit against him? Uh, she has a counter suit against her lawyer against his lawyers because apparently she's claiming his lawyers said something, and so he's suing her for fifty mil, and she's suing the lawyer for like seventy five mil or something like that. Something stupid. That one's not going to go through. I guarantee it. It's not going to go through. Uh, you know what? What, what it, it tells you where our heads are at, or at least where my head's at, and I'm not so proud of it, but I, uh, a couple of years ago, decided I wasn't going to listen to political, political programming anymore because it was all sound bites, yeah. and I didn't want to, uh, you know, get pissed off. Uh, so, unfortunately, I watched Will Smith slap, uh, uh, what's his face? Chris uh, Rock. Yeah, we, we discussed that. Yeah, no, no. Uh, and for a month, that's all you heard. Chris, Will Smith, Chris Rock. Now we're going into the seventh week, I think, or sixth week, all years about the Johnny Depp. And I'm watching it and I'm following it. Now, to me, when I look back, I say to myself, ow. Grandpa Al, you just wasted three months <clears throat> of your time, and look what's happening in the world. Look what's happening in the world. And this is what I'll, I'm sure I'm not the only one. Well, yeah. I mean, truly, genuinely. Amber Heard, Johnny Depp, Chris Rock, things, they are microscopic in comparison to what's actually going on. Climate change, wars, yeah. death, poverty, so many other things. Yes, 100%. Um, at the same time, they are, they can be important depending on the context. Johnny Depp's case, I think, is extremely important for men in terms of being abused, because I think men get consistently overlooked for being assaulted physically, emotionally, and mentally in relationships. And the women tend to get the benefit of the doubt. And so I think this that if he wins, this will be a, a massive case for men. Um, I think it's so I think I think in that context, it's very important to pay attention to. And it's very important to listen and use that as, as something going forward. The Will Smith, Chris Rock thing, absolutely ridiculous and stupid and it, i said it last time when we talked about it and i'll say it again they're both wrong um and will smith's even more in the wrong now because he felt so distraught that he's now he went to india to go find himself like you can't it's just first of all it's racist second of all it's just so wildly problematic why why does everyone Every celebrity in history, when they have an issue and they need to be peaceful, they go fly to India to go find some monks and gurus. That's wildly racist and just 
awful because you don't need to go there. The whole point of enlightenment is it's within yourself. You don't need to go to India to feel enlightened. You feel it within yourself. When I was young man your age, and if you were going out with a, a woman and uh, she wanted to break up with you, she didn't know how, she would go, it's not you, it's me. Or she would say, I got to go. I got to go find myself. Oh, yeah. No, the people still use that today. That's yeah. that's what a lot of guys use now is like an easy out for their uh, yeah. core relationships. Yeah. So anyway, um, is America going into the crapper? As I said in one of our, as we said in one of our podcasts. Oh, that was eons ago. That was I think that was like 10, 12 episodes ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, again, it depends on your context, because is the America that we've grown to build the, the America that we've built going to the crapper and are we starting a new possibly that could be towards better bigger and better things possibly um yeah, yeah I, would but, just, I would just like to see a healthy johnny depp come out of this trial stop with the drugs stop with the drinking uh, let him drink you know not well, alcohol just, not like alcoholism but let him have his if yeah. he wants to like you know yeah yeah we get it we get it yeah and make some good films and uh I'll, I'll be very happy for him and i would like to see amber heard if what they're saying is true about her get some help because i think i read online they cut her out of the uh, aquaman down to 10 minutes um the new aquaman I I don't know if they cut her out of the new Aquaman. Um, I believe there was a petition of almost a million people. And um, it might have been the Superman movie with the Aquaman. The the one, the the first Aquaman, unless they re-edited it, I don't think they, uh, they never removed her off of it. The superhero movie where Aquaman comes and she shows up briefly in the water. Uh, that's that's Aquaman. Yeah, when they cut no, it was I, I don't think it was Aquaman. It was uh, where they have all the heroes. They, they have to gather all the heroes. Batman is trying to get all the heroes. Together. Oh, oh, um, Justice League. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's immaterial, but anyway, it's it's regardless. Her. I hope yeah. she gets removed off of Aquaman too. Um, so with that, with that being said, though, it is time to close out the episode. No, if she needs help, I'll be glad if she wants to come to my house, spend a couple of weeks here with me. I'll be, I'll be happy to help her. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll, uh, you should, uh, send her a quick message. Let her know. (laughs) All right. Well, I hope, uh, everyone who made it this far, I know we always make long episodes and they're good though. Um. I hope everyone who made it this far is enjoying your day, night, or evening, and I hope you you have or continue to have a wonderful day. Uh, like, comment, share, subscribe, do all the do all the things. Caress our channel um, yeah, gently and softly. Start coming back to YouTube, people, because you oh yeah, because we have we have it on everything. We have it on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and seventy five other podcasting apps, and then we also have it on YouTube, where you can watch us physically. So uh, he wants you on YouTube so he can see the the views there because I can only see who views 
Um, I can only see the number because I have the the analytics on my phone. He he likes to see him on YouTube. So uh, yeah, we're in the th- we have a few thousand on. Uh... That's true. We do have a few thousand total if you include TikTok, because I know on TikTok we have whatever four thousand views total, um, which is neat. So, but yeah, uh, share it to friends, family, and you can yeah, comment are- on YouTube. You can comment on Spotify. I uh, usually ask a question. You can answer it and comment. Uh, we'll, we'll like it, share it, do it all. Do it all, please. I love you. Yeah, and if you need Kentucky Derby or Kentucky Oaks picks, just send me a note. Exactly. <laughs> okay, everybody be well. All right, Till the next one. Peace out, love you. Peace out.